0: Welcome to Yes Please, your go to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality, and I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else i celebrate the vast and diverse human erotic and sexual experience and i embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions however having said that i'm a straight able-bodied cisgendered woman and in my work i specialize in female sexuality and i work with women with pussies and while i have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work but i hope you'll learn lots here with me expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you and even though I'm an expert on this topic I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion not a must so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay hi and welcome again I'm delighted that you're here and now let's dive into today's topic. Hey 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 welcome back to yes please I am sitting in my bedroom recording. It's actually the best place. I have an office, but there's no pod or like recording room. Um, so I record at home and there's a storm going on outside. So if you hear stuff in the background, that's literally my windows shaking and like rattling in the wind. Um, and, um, and that's the windows of the balcony. I have like windowed glass, a glass balcony. And you maybe also hear that I have a stuffed nose, so what the fuck? (laughs) But hey, I'm going to record anyways today because I have the time and space and the motivation to do so. And today I want to talk to you about a really important topic sexual growth mindset then we'll dive into common sexual issues and some underlying emotional or behavioral reasons slash explanations slash blockages that cause those uh, sexual issues and uh, I hope this will just well first of all the sexual growth mindset will inspire you but also that if you have a sexual issue or sexual dysfunction just to help you normalize that. It's so normal. It's so common. And sometimes it's nice to just hear someone else say it. And I've worked with thousands of women online over the last six, seven years and countless of one-on-one clients in depth with hundreds of clients in Small coarse containers. And so I've like seen it all, heard it all. I've never come across a sexual issue that isn't shared by someone else. So you're not alone and you're not like uniquely broken which i hope just brings a sense of relief. I know that brought me a sense of relief and like, oh, well at least there's not something like wrong with me in particular and that's why i'm having orgasm issues and pleasure issues and these like blockages in my sexuality when i started my sexual like healing and expansion journey 9 years ago. So, first of all, what is a sexual growth mindset? Well, when it comes to sexuality, oftentimes we have this idea that we just ought to know. We ought to have it figure out. We ought to have all the sex and have the sexual confidence and have the sexual capacities and abilities and all the orgasms. And if we don't, it's because something's wrong with us. I haven't seen like, scientific like research on this but in my opinion and in my experience, in my professional experience, I've come to the conclusion that this is probably due to the secrecy and isolation and taboo that surrounds sex. Because we don't talk about sex in our society in a like educational and inspiring and sex positive and pleasure positive way and we receive that information as we're growing up and making sense of the world and ourselves and our bodies and become sexually active. The com- the the vast and like pretty horrendous absence of all education and proper guidance and proper modeling and um, and teaching of sex, how to be sexual, how to explore your body, because there's such a void and complete absence of that, you kind of draw the conclusion yourself as a young human, teen, young adult, that I ought to know. It ought to work. And so, if it doesn't, well, something's wrong with me. But, Sex and sexuality, pleasure and orgasms and relationships as well. Like all of those things are just like any other human skill. It's a skill, right? You have the physical, the neurological parts and pieces, and you have the innate capacity to do all those things, but you gotta learn. It's like swimming or riding a bike or doing anything else that humans can do at some point, you have to learn. You have to learn about your body. You have to learn about sexual desire and your sexual response and what turns you on, what turns you off. You have to learn how to safely and successfully navigate seduction, flirtation, sexual negotiation, communication. You have to learn how to handle... Uh, genitals your own and another person's and if you're having sex with a person of the opposite gender well then you have to learn about a whole new anatomy like sexual anatomy and when there's so much isolation around the topic there's so much secrecy and so much taboo and shame and embarrassment associated with that exploration especially when you're young right It's so easy to feel like it's difficult to be truly curious, experimental, and because of that, your learning is impaired. And so a lot of sexual issues are actually due to the the learning, like the lack of knowledge and the lack of open-ended, experimental, positive, curious exploration and play and also once you've learned the thing and you know this like it's really hard to change your handwriting right because it's so lodged in your muscle memory and in a habitual behavior pattern it's really hard to change any behavioral pattern right because we are habit creatures and when something has been wired in the system in the nervous system it's really hard to change that wiring it's absolutely 100% possible, but it requires persistent effort and patience. And so when you've learned to have sex and do sex and do pleasure and think about it and emotionally respond to it in a certain way, it requires persistent patient effort to change it. But most people don't know that it's possible to change it right or to grow or to learn how to have sex or to heal sexual trauma or to have better pleasure and orgasms because again we think we just ought to know and what we know is all there is and if we don't know or cannot do certain things it's because something's wrong with us and there's no help and also up until recently there wasn't really much help, right? Sex coaching is a pretty new profession. And I was shocked when I stumbled across uh, a sex coach online nine years ago, Leila Martin. And I was like, holy fuck, there's someone talking about these things. I had never heard anyone talking about it in a solutions focused way. I'd only read 10, 20 tips in Cosmopolitan, which never helped and never felt like it was speaking to me because I was doing those things and it wasn't working. I wasn't having orgasm. I wasn't feeling great. So also no wonder that people think there's no help because until recently, there really wasn't. And the help that you would get maybe from a sex therapist or from a therapist was really like, honestly, really quite boring. (laughs) And stale and stiff and not very, um, informed, well-informed. So a lot of therapists are actually not trained at all in sexuality and most healthcare professionals and therapists are reluctant to talk about sexuality because of their own, um, shame and embarrassment and lack of professional education and knowledge and experience. And a lot of sex therapists don't have the practical knowledge and an alternative and holistic knowledge about sexuality, so it's very well. It, it can be limited to mental work only, and I'm not bad mouthing sex therapists, but I I just know that from the the work that I've done and the studies and the deep extensive somatic work that I've done around sexuality, that the the body piece, the somatic piece, is so important in sexual growth and healing. We can't just talk about it. So. What is a sexual growth mindset then? Well, it's the opposite, right? The opposite to all of the things I've shared. It's a feeling and knowing that there's a solution to my problem. And with the right tools and the right mindset and the right guidance and the right teacher or coach or knowledge, all of the things, there's a solution to my problem. And there are, like, to most sexual issues, there is a solution. And that solution might not be the one you want, but it could, be, it could still include satisfaction. So for example, not everyone with erectile dysfunction will be able to have the kind of erection that they most desire, but they can learn how to have deeply satisfying sex. But it's just that the sex will have to be maybe different than what you're used to and what you uh, ideally would like to have. But that doesn't mean that satisfying sex isn't available to you. So sometimes it's about changing the sex or changing your idea of what an orgasm is and can be for you. And sometimes it's learning how to reach your desired goal. But sexual growth mindset means I embrace my challenges. I know that there are solutions and I've just got to stay positive and open-minded and curious and seek out solutions and have the courage, the persistence, and the patience, and put in the effort to heal, grow, change, transform, evolve. So there's that. Now what are some of the common sexual issues or sexual dysfunctions? They can be generally classified into four categories. Number one is desire disorders, a so lack of sexual desire or interest in sex. arousal disorders this is another one so inability to become physically aroused or excited during sex. number three orgasm disorders. I would say pleasure and orgasm disorders right? So delayed or absent pleasure and or orgasms or pain disorders so pain during intercourse. So those are the like general four categories of sexual issues and dysfunctions. And so everyone can experience lack of interest in or desire for sex, inability to become aroused, uh, inability to feel pleasure, inability to experience sexual intimacy, right? Not just the physical act of sex and pleasure, but also the accompanying experience of deep fulfilling intimacy and pain, regardless of gender, all of those, those things can all can be experienced by humans. Some male-specific issues are erection issues, ejaculation issues, including absent or delayed or early and premature, right? Some female-specific issues like vaginal lubrication, which is kind of like, you know, the equivalent to erection issues, right? I mean, vaginal lubrication is part of our internal erection and arousal, right? Uh, inability to relax the vaginal muscles enough to allow intercourse. So those are some of the differences between male and female sexual dysfunction and common sexual issues. I work exclusively with women and have always. And so let me name some of the things that I very, very, very often see in my work. So lack of pleasure, difficulty experiencing orgasm, self-criticism slash body issues, like finding your, se- your body not beautiful sexy enough, lack of arousal, lack of interest in sex, uh, not feeling like you have a sexual identity after becoming a mother or in general, finding it hard to prioritize sex and make time and space for it, not getting turned on by your partner specifically, Feeling like sex is something that is a chore and not something that you really do for yourself. Feeling like you uh, oftentimes have sex for your partner or just to take it off. Pretending or and faking orgasms. Not experiencing pleasure to the degree that you want. Not knowing your body and feeling awkward about your genitals and not being able to speak their names properly and accurately or like without uh, feeling uncomfortable and weird, not knowing your genitals and knowing the different parts of and pieces, feeling a lot of shame around your sexual desires and feeling like you can't have the sex you want when you're in a long-term relationship compared to when you were single because if you suggested that to your husband or partner they would judge you and so that's inappropriate because you are now a wife, a partner, a mother for example limiting beliefs about your body as you age and feeling like i can't be sexual at this age or a woman of this age doesn't do xyz body hair issues genital issues like not liking your genitals not liking the way they look thinking that they're weird shut down numbness negative emotions trauma sexlessness in a marriage ability to arouse yourself and feeling like your you're not connected to like your cognitive arousal capacity like cognitively turning yourself on thinking sexy things caring at all about sex like you just sh- you've just shut down that part of your life awkwardness or inability to masturbate and self pleasure pain pain at the vaginal entrance painful intercourse So those are probably some of the most common things I see on a regular basis in my work. So if you recognize yourself in any of those, just know that you are 100% normal and you're not the only one. And again, there's something you can do about it. You can make peace with it. You can change it. You can alleviate it. You can improve it. And so what are some of the common underlying issues And reasons for experiencing these sexual dysfunctions or challenges in your life. So, there are physical causes, psychological causes, pharmaceutical causes, like, um, or pharmacological. I don't know what the right word is, probably pharmacological, right? Like medications, hormones. So, let's dive into that a little bit. Um, There are some direct physical causes that can impact your sexual functioning organ failure, heart disease, diabetes, things like that, underlying physical causes can definitely impact your sexual functioning. Psychological causes like stress, anxiety, grief, when you go through big life changes... Uh, If someone dies or you're going through, you know, a lot of stress at work, that can impact your arousal, your ability to feel connected and embodied, right? So your sexuality doesn't exist in a vacuum, obviously, but it's part of your life and your holistic experience of being a human. Sexual performance uh, anxiety. So erectile dysfunction is oftentimes linked to performance anxiety and self-doubt and or an arousal issue. And in women, lack of lubrication and lack of arousal can also be, it can be, um, it can persist when it becomes an anxiety loop where you worry that I'm not going to get turned on, I'm not going to get wet. And instead of being embodied and in your body, feeling the sensations, thinking positive thoughts about your experience, you're completely in your head. And if you're completely in your head, your pussy's not going to respond and wake up, right? So it can also be, it can become a self-fulfilling kind of prophecy. But also, of course, marital relationship problems, depression, negative emotions like guilt, concerns about body image, things like that. And of course, past sexual trauma and then there are a lot of medications that can cause sexual dysfunction and contribute to lack of libido, lack of pleasure, lack of orgasm, antidepressants in particular, but also um, blood pressure medication and different hormones and also contraception. So hormonal or hormone disrupting contraceptions. What do I mean with hormone disrupting? It means that they are synthetic hormones that you ingest, that you add to your body, that wipe out your innate biological hormonal system. And basically what happens is a lot of like the contraceptive pill, it puts you in a synthetic menopause. So you're basically castrated, right? Because you're not fertile. But not only does it block your fertility, but it also blocks your own innate biological and physiological hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, etc and that can have a massive impact on your mental and sexual health and pleasure and orgasms. There's really fascinating modern science, uh, scientific studies done on this, and it's my opinion that you can achieve greater health, greater general health by not taking hormone disruptive contraceptions, and there are amazing non-invasive, non-hormonal alternatives. But you gotta do a little bit of work. <laughs> and instead of just taking the quick fix and taking the pill, right? because it's so convenient, you have to make an effort, seek out information, track your cycle, track your fertile signs like cervical fluid, but it's very accurate, even more accurate in terms of um, charting your your fertile window and both avoiding and actually getting pregnant. So, one method that I've used, that I've studied, and that I've applied in my own life is the justice method, but there are other ones as well that work with the same methods and measurements, but it's really accurate, really good, really empowering. You really get to know your body, and you avoid taking those nasty synthetic chemicals. So let's dive into it a little bit deeper. I'm just going to cover these. So also a psychological emotional piece is imprinting. So If you've learned that sexuality can result in a lack of love, a lack of safety, or a lack of belonging, you're going to imprint in your nervous system that sexuality is bad. It will lead to dire consequences because lack of love, lack of safety, and lack of belonging are such core experiences of human survival if you don't have love you wither away right if you don't have safety you could be you could experience punishment or loss of relationship for example and if you don't have belonging that's a core thing in human the human experience having belonging to a community so slut shaming for example or um, being punished as a kid when you're caught masturbating like there can be these big monumental experiences and like Conflicts that happen and they imprint in your nervous system that sex is not safe. I won't be loved. I won't belong. And that gets lodged into your nervous system and your subconscious. And then when you go to have sex, you feel like, no, I better not express myself fully, or I better not show myself, or I better not do this and this and this and this. But it's not really available to you on a conscious level, it's an, a subconscious experience. So what do you do? You, Im- you re-imprint with love, safety, and belonging, and that's really effective. Societal and religious conditioning, the stories that were told about being a woman, about being sexual, Madonna whore complex, expectations, again, slut-shaming, societal and religious beliefs about what's a modest woman, what gets you social status, yeah, again, like expectations, all of those things. Um, of course they can result in a lot of shame Uh, purity culture for example is ah, so detrimental right to health and well-being lack of self-knowledge experience and exploration we talked about that the um the impact of that people pleasing that you're stuck in people pleasing and you're always focused on your partner rather than being selfish in bed and to a certain degree, like being selfish as a a woman in the bedroom is going to benefit both you and your partner. That is, of course, about finding balance. Belief systems about your body and pleasure. Limiting belief systems in general. I had limiting beliefs about orgasm so after many years of not being able to orgasm I had a very strong belief system that I couldn't orgasm right and so every time I reached a level of intensity in my pleasure a part of my brain was activated that said no you can't no you can't no it's not possible and so it took me out of the moment it completely diverted my attention and turned me off and obviously it's such a bummer right on the experience (laughs) going from like oh this is amazing it feels good to no you can't so belief systems can be really powerful and really control your actions your behaviors There's also such a thing as subpersonality. So a part of you like your inner child or the bratty like teenager inside or the like there can be these like inner parts of you that don't like pleasure or don't like being intimate or don't feel safe. And again, emotions, rage, fear, sadness, shame. Shame is a big one. Shame is a very strong pleasure in sexuality and orgasm like controlling emotion. So those are, that's probably what I wanted to share with you today. And what I want you to really take with you from this, again, let's tie it back, let's let's full circle back to the beginning there are solutions to basically most of these things. And again, if you can't solve it like to like 100% of your desired reality, maybe you reach 90%. 90% is way better than where you're at now. Maybe you will never have like all of the orgasms or maybe you won't be able to always orgasm from intercourse or always have the type of pleasure or the the stiffness of your erection or the natural lubrication, but maybe you have 50%, 60%, 70% more of that, and maybe you can actually experience 100% satisfaction. Isn't that worth it, right? Again, I hope today's episode helped clarify some common sexual issues, normalize it for you if you resonate or if you experience any of those, and also give you that sense of like, there is a solution. There is hope. I just got to find the right person, coach, course, book, resources, tool, whatever to improve my situation and my quality of life and sex. So yeah, good luck. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Bye-bye okay my friend that's it for today thanks for listening i hope you learned something new today or that i reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex pleasure and orgasms in your busy life if you love this podcast please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet thank you so much for being here